gonna stand there eating that sushi all night? You haven't even looked at my photorealistic macaroni sculpture. It's Who Arted with Creative Messiah, Amy Ralfini. Hello, Amy. Mm. Mm. Hello, mm. Kitty. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> That's good. Who added for another week? Who do we have? Today we're chatting us? with painter Hannah Petrick, whose solo show Corridors is currently on display at White Space. Welcome, Hannah. Hi, thank you. So you've finished Elam only a few years ago, and you're already having a solo show at White Space. This is delightfully refreshing for me. Uh, so as uh, more often than not, uh, women get overlooked and the boys get picked up by dealer galleries. How did this happen? How did you get involved with White Space? Oh, well, um, I actually met Deborah through the Elam grad show. So she came to my show and contacted me after seeing my painting and um, asked me to come on and do a group show with her last year. So that was great. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations on the solo. Uh, thank you. Um, so, just to describe your work, um, your subject matter is of imagined landscapes uh, and architectural interiors that stem from your experience of spatial dynamics and focusing on the interrelationship between organic, the organic and the inorganic uh, and the constant state of flux that it resides within. Um, so what I'm curious about is... Uh, when you say imagined landscapes, are they completely imagined or are they derived from a location which you've experienced? Well, when I'm making the actual work, it is completely imagined, um, but I think it would definitely stem from all of the different places I've experienced. Do, do, you, do you go into New Zealand landscape? Have you done, is any of it responsive to New Zealand landscape, do you think? Some of it is. Yeah, um, but a lot of it probably stems from American landscape as well. Yeah, there's a sense of, I was wondering if there's this, if, the, if it's possible that there's a sense of nostalgia with the landscape and the way you go back to an American landscape in a way. Um, but we'll get into that later. Um, stylistically, uh, your work is curvaceous, your, 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 your canvases are saturated with curvaceous, desaturated, conjoined forms which engulf the canvas occasionally intersect with stalactite-like vertical intrusions that at first glance look like dripping paint and give the wor uh, work a wonderful sense of lucidity. This is going to sound random, but have you been to Waitemo Caves? I have, yeah. Ah, <laughs> so you know what I mean by stalactite? I do indeed. Ah, right. <laughs> So there is some New Zealand that's crept in there. <laughs> you probably be. don't, it totally, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like being in Waitemo Caves, this oh, is yeah, amazing. <laughs> but also what's great is when you see your work is is it's these beautiful, soft, curvaceous forms and these kind of yeah, desaturated colours, but the, the stalactite, or stalactite actually, because they come from the top, type shapes, they do at first glance give it a real kind of um, tactile feel because it looks like, wild dripping paint but actually it's not it's quite constructed yeah um so your work is primarily landscapes and visual representations of how you experience them which is interesting because they don't look like a typical New Zealand landscape um and I find this interesting because you were raised in Idaho which 
is, sounds amazing, by the way. Uh, and you had a brief stint in Utah before moving to Wellington at the age of 14. So it makes me question the influence of educational examples that were taught at school and how that affects how we perceive our environment. So were you taught, I know because it's kind of a, a young age, like 12, 12, you know, to even 10 to 14, do they teach, are they teaching art and regionalism in America, in, in the American syllabus around that? Do you Did you get taught about the American regionalists? Uh, no, actually, not at all. Wow, so did, so did you get taught about, like, what about Georgia Kefi? Did she, did you... No, in fact, I actually only heard about her recently when somebody said that my work reminded them of her. So Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Was that Deborah that said that to you? Deborah? No, it wasn't. It, yeah, it was just um, one of my peers, actually, at Elam. Wow, that's really yeah. interesting because I was reading up on your philosophy and um, some of the background around, I can't remember the philosopher's name, but some of the stuff that's been fundamental into how you've developed um, this uh, exploration into uh, revisualizing that kind of uh, physiological experience of a space and it's you're very similar in that in a good way but I was like oh she must know her because your um, your philosophies are quite similar as well oh, as well as a finish have you so you've checked her out obviously yeah yeah what was it like moving here at 14? Because it's quite a big, it's quite a big move for a 14-year-old to relocate to the other side of the world. Um, yeah, it was a big move, but I, I don't think it really hit me that I'd moved country. It was just a new adventure. It was exciting, um, and I just I found myself here. Wow! <laughs> and then you, so you studied down in Wellington, and then you came back up to, then you came to Elam in Auckland. Yeah, that's right. So why do you, why do you? use the colour palette you use. Why do you think you go for those desaturated colours in your work? Um, that's a good question. I think I do spend a long time before I make a painting researching into the colour palette that I want to use. Um, and I like choosing palettes that can sort of just have subtle shifts um, so that I can really talk about transformation of landscape and architecture flowing into the landscape. So I think um, desaturated colours maybe are a bit easier to do that and um, when there's a lot of desaturated colours, when you're looking at a painting that's desaturated, it's more obvious when there's subtle shifts in colours, so that comes through a bit more. What kind of, are you using oils or? Uh, so I use mostly acrylics, but I do oil glazing over the top, so it's like thin, transparent layers of colour to help shift the colour and give it a bit more depth, but usually it's just acrylics. Oh, that's really interesting. So you, you water down the oils with a... What do you... It's, do you dilute with the... What it's like there's a glazing medium that you can use um, that sort of thins it out. Um, so I use an alkyd-based medium, but basically it's just like adding more oil or mineral spirits to it to thin it out or just make it transparent. What have you got coming up after your... What have you got planned? What are your plans? Do you think you'll go back to America to check out the lands? I'm just I mean, going to imagine yeah. you doing some journey through the desert. That would be so much fun. Yeah, I would love to go back <laughs> to America for a trip. Um, but also around New Zealand, I feel like I haven't actually seen much of the landscape, especially the South Island, so maybe I'll do a bit more travelling this year. Yeah, you'll love the yeah. South Island. You'll really love it. It's yeah, beautiful, especially Canterbury and things. 
Is Canterbury in the South Island? Yes, yeah. it is. I just had to double check. <laughs> I know it was. I know it's there. I know it's there. Anyway, so um, corridors is a result of your continued reflection on the dwelling, on the dwelling place, and the phenomenological experience of space, and that is up at Twenty Monmouth Street in Greylin at White Space, and it's on until the sixteenth of November. And I uh, suggest people go to your website and check out your work. Uh, it is Hannah Petrick, and it's spelled H-A-N-N-A-P-E-T-R-I-C-K dot com. Thank you so much for coming up and chatting with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Ooh, I like this. Trey chic. Trey cool. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> chin chin. That was Who Arted with Amy Ralphini.